So welcome back. Well, not welcome back, but here we are on another episode of There It Is. We have something very special for you. Uh, somebody very special. Somebody that's making a lot of moves and helping a lot of people. But you see that right after this intro. All right, welcome back. So now I would like to introduce to you entrepreneur, speaker, and life coordinator. But not only that, the CEO of SPOT, Nina Webster, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Uh, it is definitely an honor. I heard a lot about the things that you have done, but maybe our audience hasn't heard about all that stuff. So I would like to ask you, what is SPOT? Well, thank you so much, first of all, Mr. Paul, for having me and congratulations to you and what you're doing, building and moving and shaking. So great minds think alike. And I'm just honored that you would have me here today. So thank you so much. So SPOT is initially it started as society mm. preparing our teams. Okay. And when the vision began to really manifest itself, my mentor said, you know, society is the reason why a lot of our students are in the mess that they're in. So you really want to consider changing that S. Mm. Well, I knew that the name was supposed to be spot, but I'm like, okay, I need another name, you know, for that S. So the S became successfully. So spot international stands for successfully preparing our teams. Mm. Okay. So tell me a little bit about yourself and then we'll go into spot a little bit later. Okay. So native of Michigan, I always say Louisiana can't get all this credit, you know, <laughs> native of Michigan, um, born in Port Huron, raised in Flint, Michigan. So um, very much um, inner city streets of Michigan, as I tell students all the time, all the time, I often say that I was raised by pimps, hustlers and thugs, mm. you know, but um, I had uh, a mission, you know, like, and you know, I always say when students are horrible, then you can really look at the calling on their life. And mm -hmm. I was just one of those kids that shouldn't have made it. Um, raised by a single mom, my biological dad died when I was eight. And um, my mom did the best that she could as a single mom out of me and my sister. And so she worked full time. She was a banker, bank teller at the time. So a lot of long hours, early mornings, of mm -hmm. course. And being in Michigan, you have to leave that much earlier because of all the snow on the ground mm. and so forth. So um, just like kids do with a lot of idle time, we used all that time to our advantage. Mm -hmm. And um, I became a, um, a teenage mom at the age of 16. Mm. So both my sister and I were teenage moms were two years apart. So she was, was a mom at 16 and I became a mom two years later at 16. And so for me, um, it was really a, a gut and reality check because now it was like, I'm living for more than just me. So looking up senior year in high school, um, my daughter at that time was almost a year and a half. And I looked up like, not only am I graduating, which was a shock just to be honest, mm -hmm. you know, but I was graduating on time. And so from there, life began to really manifest and I knew that it was really time to make some decisions. And so I pursued a career at the time in cosmetology mm -hmm. because my mentor who was very close to me, she was a cosmetologist. So that was kind of like the thing to do, just go and get your, you know, like at least y'all can do this. You yeah. know? 
And so I went to school for cosmetology, but it wasn't my passion. Then from there, I spent about a year there, almost done, but didn't complete. Mm -hmm. Went to college at that point because it was kind of like that. I was already a teen mom, so I wasn't expected to graduate. Mm -hmm. And I always believe in making believers of people. So now that I wasn't going to pursue cosmetology, I thought, well, I need to still do something. So I pursued college at that time. And college, I really enjoyed college, but I still felt like it wasn't for me. Okay. And that was the season I was going to University of Michigan, Flint. Mm -hmm. And that was the season to where I met a young lady who introduced me to Young Life. And Young Life, for those that don't know, it is a international Christian organization. And Young Life was the vehicle that I believe God used to really set the stage for my future. And so being that young woman, the kid at the time that shouldn't have made it, I had a mentor and Young Life was all about mentoring, but in the gospel and faith mm -hmm. and um, introducing adolescents to Christ, you know, despite of what their faith is, you know. And so Young Life was birthed in my life and I, from there, ended school. I didn't finish and I started working full time for Young Life. So that started my journey in mentorship. Let me go back just a little bit because we have we might have some teens watching right now that might be going through the same thing. So what I want to touch on is, you know, a lot of young teens that become mothers that young, they drop out of school and then they go that other avenue um, that turns out sometimes not being the best avenue. So I want to know what. What set the stage for you or what guided you, what helped you through that process to continue to finish school on time and kind of touch on that? Oh, that's so good, Mr. Paul, because um, the, what I will say was despite of the decisions that I had made in life, because we all make poor decisions, right? Mm -hmm. So despite of the decisions that I made in life at that time, and even today as a grown woman, I know that my decisions don't determine my destiny. Okay. It doesn't permanently impact who I am. Mm -hmm. So I used that for say mistake, which became my biggest blessing because my daughter was the, the, the avenue that God used to really pivot my whole world, right. you know, because I never wanted kids, believe it or not, I'm a mother of four now, you know, but, um, but that was the vehicle that God used. So for me, having a mentor, Man, that saved my entire world. And it was kind of like, yeah, my mom is going to be disappointed. And Mr. Jackson may be disappointed, but Lord, my mentor. So that mentor was like that person that really believed in me and really had a lot of faith and hope in me when I didn't even believe in myself, you know? Okay. So my mentor was imperative. Also, understanding that I deserve more than what my life circumstances or my decision currently dictated, yes. you know? And so I just wasn't going to allow current circumstances to determine where tomorrow was going to be able to guide me. So I just knew every step of the way, despite of how much I failed, how much I didn't get it right, but I always believed that I deserved more, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's what kept me going and that's what pushed me. And of course, my haters, you know, mm -hmm. my haters, kids, you know, them haters, <laughs> them haters you use as your motivators. Mm -hmm. And so that's exactly what I did. They, I knew that they didn't expect me to graduate. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to show them that I could. I knew that 
even though I was a young teenage mama, you know, most of the time, grannies is the one raising the mm -hmm. kids. <laughs> I, I told my mom, I said, if you allow me to have this baby, I promise you, you won't have to raise her. And so uh, my daughter just turned 26. She's in Atlanta living her best, toughest life ever, pursuing <laughs> acting, nice. you know, on her way to L.A. So it was tough, but it was, I knew that it was bigger than me now. Good, mm. good. Okay. So dive a little deeper. Mm -hmm. What would you say was the hardest thing that you had to go through in those times? And then how did you overcome it? Uh, I would say the hardest thing. I'm going to think about that for a second. But the other thing that I believe is imperative when you ask that question, it goes back to knowing who I was. Oh, I was always a leader. Mm. Now, I might not have always led folks the right way, you know, <laughs> but I was always a leader. Mm. So if there was 100 people in the room and everybody going to the left, if I'm going to the right, I see y'all when I get back. Like, it just didn't matter to me what everybody else was doing. So today, I think that that's the biggest thing that youth and young adults struggle with is that security of who they are. That was something that I always knew was who I was. And, um, and I believe that birds of a feather flock together. Mm. So all my crew knew who they was. Mm -hmm. So we were in a position that... It, it always, even as kids, it started here for us. It was the mentality. So I would say the hardest thing was to make sure that my mind always stayed right. Mm -hmm. Understanding not only who I was, but always reminding myself of that so that when circumstances and situations went down, I rather was or I wasn't going to be a part of it. I rather will or I won't. I'm rather going to go or I'm not. But I always had to make sure that I kept my mind intact. And so that was oftentimes, even though I wanted to sleep in on Sunday mornings, mm -hmm. being up, because mama said, I don't care how late y'all get in Sunday mornings, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was important to me, was them seeds that was planted. And that helped me get through it. And always having, again, my vision in front of me. Because I'm a firm believer that if you aim for nothing, you're going to get nothing every time. Mm. But if you at least understand what you're shooting for, then when things get a little haywire, you kind of like, okay, okay, let me, let me get back on track. I know I want to nut up, but mm -hmm. this is the results of if I nut up. So I always had my vision in front of me. So that's what I believe really kept me moving. Okay. So with those principles that you speak about, which are very good principles. Is that something that you're kind of using in SPOT? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. SPOT um, is, to me, a program that is not like any other. You know, you have major programs out there. Young Life, huge. Mm -hmm. um, Boys and Girls Club, you have really big programs out there that I believe that youth need today. But what separates us in SPOT is a lot of what we talked about earlier is I feel like it's a one-stop shop. You know, I didn't build SPOT because this is what I felt like SPOT needed. SPOT was built and developed around what our adolescents had need of, mm -hmm. you know? And we utilize it because you may not always have that mentor, you may not have that parent or that parental guidance that you need, mm -hmm. but that's no excuse to not reach where you wanna go. And I 
had those type of things, but I had a lot of friends that didn't, you know, and my godmother, my mentor was a mentor for several, but it was understanding that we could have fun. So spot is a lot of fun. Coming in first, we're going to have a ball. Okay. Oh, we about to be lit as the kids say, <laughs> but when you walk away, you're going to have learned something. And so I like to describe it as a boys and girls club from the fun recreation hangout side mm -hmm. with the job core twist. Mm. So character and leadership development, employability skills, training, but my heart is entrepreneurship because at the end of the day, you want to be able to build your own, you know? So while everybody else sitting up watching, power and empire, mm -hmm. no, no offense, 50 y'all, you know, but I'm, I'm working on building my empire. So, you know, those are the principles that we believe in teaching. And from, from the get, we understand that it starts with knowing who you are first. Because exactly. if you don't know who you are, you will never get there. Mm -hmm. So let's understand who we are first, despite of what our past has presented. But once we understand who we are, let's put a map together on where we're going. And then from there, we'll deal with the journey along the way. Nice. So there's a lot of, pro well, I think, was it three or four different programs mm -hmm. inside a spot mm -hmm. that y'all are building or have set up right now, right? Yes, sir. Can you touch on those a little bit? I can. So we have just completed our Youth Challenge, which was our first time doing a Youth Challenge program. We hosted that at Southern University Shreveport mm. on a um, bi-weekly basis. And it was, it's called Youth Challenge, but it was the um, millionaire mindset. Mm. And really, again, dealing with self. And from there, how do we put a map in place and then bring in the team to help you get there, right? So Youth Challenge, that was a really amazing program. We're actually opening up applications to be a part of that program December 1st through December 31st so that we can get rocking and rolling for the new year. Okay. Also, we have our MSK, which is my sister's keeper. That program is for young women, 7th through 12th grade, and then 18th through 24 as well. It's a, it's a um, bi-weekly Zoom, virtual. Okay. And we just get to do girl talk. You know, a lot of times it's women, grown women, Mr. Paul, mm -hmm. let alone kids. You would hear women say all the time, I, I just can't deal with a woman. You know, they just too messy and yada, yada, yada. I can understand that, but there's nothing like your girlfriends. And so my best friend, shouts out to Brandy, she just left here for five, after being here with me for five weeks. This has been my best friend since I was 12, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I understand the value of real girlfriends. I've been very fortunate that I've had amazing girlfriends. I turned 40 just yesterday, basically. And so all of us was in Miami, you know, and it was like 20 of us. And these were all of my best girlfriends mm. that most of them didn't know each other. It's just the relationships that I gained throughout mm -hmm. the years. But I know what it's like to have a great girlfriend, mm. you know, and it's not as much about having great girlfriends as much as it's about for me being a great girlfriend. So that MSK is real important to me. So my sister's keeper, that's what we do. We just have good girl time. You know, okay. last week we talked about emotions and honestly, it was just a few girls on the Zoom. And mm -hmm. honestly, Mr. Paul, just transparent, I thought it was the most bootleg <laughs> session, you know, like for real, like, <laughs> oh my goodness, you know? But one of the girls inboxed me this whole long message and we talked about emotions and how to deal with your emotions and yeah, yeah. And she just gave me this whole long message and I was like, oh, 
It was a bootleg after all because <laughs> mission accomplished, Touched, you know? Yeah. But that's what my sister's keeper is. It's just an open forum. We're non-formal, just let's come and kick it. And that's what we do on MSK. We also have my Voice to Men program. Mm. And Voice to Men program is very much of the such. We get the guys together and I go in as the, as the woman, you know, introduce them, make sure they're ready to eat good, mm -hmm. you know, introduce our speaker. And I've done this, Mr. Paul, where I'll go into the library, get the room, get my boys together, because I'm not a man and I'm single currently, you know, well, preparing for marriage, but, you know, you. so, but not my king on deck to be able to lead my boys. So it was never an excuse for me not to pull the boys together, find folks like Mr. Paul in the community and let me get them in this library, feed them good, introduce them, and I'm gone, mm. be back in an hour. And those were candid conversations that most boys had never even had with a man, let alone how do you tie a tie? Mm. You know, how do you really fight through who you are as a young man, let alone if you're black? Those are candid conversations. So that's what Boys to Men is as well. So that's what we're currently doing. And we absolutely love it. Our other program that was really focused around our seniors because we believe uh, we believe in that intergenerational connection with our senior citizens and our students and how do we bridge. Mm -hmm. So we've been working with senior citizens in the MLK community for the last seven years. So with COVID, of course, we haven't been able to do as much with them. True. But those are the things that we are continuously pursuing. Good, good. So my question then would be, where do you plan to go from here? Because it seems like it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But just like you said before, if you're not aiming at something, mm -hmm. you're probably gonna hit nothing. Absolutely. Almost a hundred times. Right. So what right now are you aiming at? Uh, you got enough time? No, just joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we are an international vision. The same way a parent can send their kid to a job corps mm -hmm. is the same way that you'll be able to apply at one of the six locations internationally for a spot um, so we want to have, we want to only have international facilities, of course, with Shreveport being our headquarters. So I'll do a facility here, okay. but as we've expanded already in the Michigan area, I've done some work in Texas. So Texas, Louisiana, and Michigan has been my three in states, but I've also done work in Bahamas. I've done work in Jamaica and conferences for students over there. So. Um, my mission is in Michigan, Louisiana, of course, eventually I'm pursuing Atlantis, our next mm -hmm. with New York as well. Mm -hmm. I'll be okay going in Crenshaw High School in room 22, you know, in those other cities. But we definitely want to expand programs into the other cities that I recently named and internationally. So it is my desire that we can be breaking grounds for our first international facility. If not in 21, at least having students in for the summer of 22. Nice. Mm -hmm. What do teens have to do? Like, what are the guidelines to actually sign up for any of these programs? And I think that's what separates us because a lot of programs that you see, it may be for if you have an incarcerated parent, mm -hmm. if you are in this neighborhood, if you are in that neighborhood. And for SPOT, the only prereq is that you got a desire to grow. Mm. That's it. You have to be, of course, 7th through 12th grade, okay. extension program 18 through 24, because we're creating leaders. When I build these international facilities, I'm hiring 
in-house, you know, okay. and I want these entire facilities to be ran by the students that's come through the program. Mm -hmm. And so I just want you to have a desire. I can teach you everything else. If you are not content where you are and you have a desire to grow further, this is the program for you. And I tell parents all the time, you know, cause they'll say, well, I'm gonna see if she want to come. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? Of course she ain't gonna want to come. Mm -hmm. He will not want to come because their phones won't be, you know, right here. Mm -hmm. They can't get on the game system. So I'm telling you not, they won't want to come, you know? Mm -hmm. But if you make them come, see, you know, we come from a generation, I just oh, seen yeah. your mother too. Like, you know, we ain't, there wasn't no options yeah. there, you know? Exactly. Like, you don't want this, so mm -hmm. you want me to cook something else? Oh, okay, mm -hmm. that one where we came mm -hmm. from, right? So I always tell our parents, make them come. Because if you make them come, I guarantee you that after that first time, I ain't gonna be able to get rid of them mm -hmm. because they're gonna have a ball while they're here. And I've had programs, even one of our students shouts out to Brandon. I remember being in Booker T. Washington High School in Shreveport, and I was just going in, I was doing a, a leadership class weekly for a group of students over there. And this particular kid, I was inviting him. I say, y'all, you know, y'all think we have a ball in here come and hang out on me on these streets out here. You know, mm -hmm. like we do good in here. Mm -hmm. We have a ball out here. So I said, come on, I'm actually hosting. I was hosting something coming up. And I said, who, who gonna come? And this one guy raises his hand and the teacher says, oh, he ain't gonna, he ain't gonna do nothing. He ain't mm -hmm. gonna come, right? So sure enough, this young man came and been my number one kid ever since, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember his first time at an event and he didn't know nobody. And he'll tell you to this day, when I walked in, I felt so uncomfortable because I didn't know nobody. None of his friends was there. You know, kids, they like to go when they friends exactly. was there. But none of his friends was there. And he sit right there. And I knew one of my leaders, of course, one of my student leaders. And I say, you know, this is his first time. Go and make sure he's welcome. And I just dropped those nuggets, you know, because yeah. I'm training leaders, right? Exactly. And boy, he said from there, it was nothing but a family. And so those are the things that I look forward to. Those are the things that excites me because if he would have been that kid that was comfortable in his shell of I'm not going because none of my friends are there or the parent that say, no, I ain't gonna make them come this time, maybe next time, mm -hmm. he would, I mean, and the school, that particular teacher will say that kid has been a different kid ever since, and this has been over a year. So we ain't talking about like, you know, today, but you gonna blow up tomorrow and we still all make mistakes. But mission accomplished that he's a whole different kid a year mm -hmm. later, and he's number one of my number one kids today. Nice. So just grateful for that, you know? The thing that I want to touch on, too, is how is it that you just promote, well, not promote, but uh, build from within? So if you have somebody from coming from outside, say, I don't know, 25, 26 mm -hmm. years old, mm -hmm. and wanted to get in on the team, so mm -hmm. to speak, mm -hmm. You wouldn't accept those people? I absolutely would. Okay. Absolutely. Um, and I'm glad you mentioned that because we do have a mentor training coming up. Okay. We have a mentor training coming up. It will be virtual and in office because our office is in downtown Shreveport out of the Cohab. Mm. And um, we are doing a mentor training. So if you're interested in coming in, because we're always looking, you can't never have too much help. Mm -hmm. You know, again, we come from that generation where it takes a village, you know. And I'm getting a little bit older, so I need that young blood in there now, you know? So if you're interested in becoming a part of the team or wanting to just give back, that's where I was. I just wanted to give back because somebody did it for me. So that 
mentoring program or that mentoring training is going to be on Monday, December 14th, and it's at 6 p.m. Okay. So if they're interested, they can get with me, you know, email or call and get on that invite list, and we would love to have them. I welcome them. Okay. I know you mentioned how that young man that you were talking about came in and felt welcome. And then he'd been with you, you said, over a year mm -hmm. now, right? Mm -hmm. That's how you treat all of your newly coming teams, right? Yeah. That same way, same exact yes, way. Do you go out to schools and find those kids or do they come to you? What, what's, what's the biggest way that you get these teams? So, of course, it's always word of mouth. Mm -hmm. You know, that's your biggest advertising is word of mouth. And, you know, again, just to be transparent, I didn't build spot for inner city or black African-American kids. Mm -hmm. I built spot for all kids. Mm -hmm. So even in the beginning of my journey being in Marshall, Texas, I remember the NAACP wanted to house us. Well, I didn't want to be housed there because that said one, one, mm -hmm. one culture. Mm -hmm. um, even being in Shreveport, we built heavy up on the MLK community. I love Cooper Road. That's like, if I was from Shreveport, I would be from Cooper Road, you know? <laughs> um, but I knew that even being up on Cooper Road, it was going to limit mm. to a type of, I want all kids. Mm. So I do go into schools. You know, I, I've been in um, Green Oaks is just um, absolutely amazing. Booker T. Washington. I've had a privilege of going in to do some work at Northwood. So I just get an opportunity to get in. I've done some work actually um, at Hawn High School. Mm. So it's just different teachers that hear about me and ask me to come in and do different things. So I'm excited and get an opportunity to do quite a bit. So I go to them and, you know, it'll be, you know, students bringing them in to us as well. Nice, nice. Okay, so right now what we're going to do is we're going to cut to these messages, but we'll be right back in a second. So welcome back. We're sitting here with Nina Webster, CEO and founder of Spot, and we're going to go right back into it. You mentioned how you go out and you find these teens inside the schools and other places, but I know it's not just you going out there. You have a team, correct? I do. I do. I have a board of directors that just, I don't know where I would be without them. You know, we just, you know, my nickname is Boss by Grace because I'm just a boss by the grace and I've just put this together only out of obedience because this is what I felt like I was called to do. So I do have a team and I also have um, my right hand, which is just amazing. Shouts out to the Lanier, they're newly married, so newlyweds. Mm. And I met Tyria and Tyrese is their name. So Ty and Ty, when they were in 10th grade, and they're now second year out of high school, maybe third year, going to their third year. 
and newly married, just had their first little bundle of joy. And Tyria has served as my right hand. And so that's my assistant and she's just a firecracker, you know, and gets an opportunity to go out. So I, the students that you will see volunteering with me, those are all products of SPOT. Okay. And you said going to the high schools, that's the main thing. Yes, sir. But how about like out, because I know that you do a lot of community service. How do they find you out there? So yes, we do. We go out into the community. I like to be at events and or as a vendor to where I can target the parents. Okay. So they'll come out, you know, and I'll get right, like, because at the end of the day, parents are looking for the help as well. Mm -hmm. They're just looking for the right type of help, mm -hmm. a program that they can trust, a program that is going to do exactly what they said that they were going to do. And so a lot of times parents, I don't care if it's lock-ins, because I do an annual lock-in, mm. I don't care if it's, you know, it, whatever it is, parents are like, oh, y'all going with Miss Nina? Oh, okay, you know? And so, again, it just comes with us being out there and understanding that there are no eyes in team. So one thing about SPOT is, it's about SPOT, but more so it's not about SPOT. It's about the youth. So regardless of whatever program it is, if we can serve alongside, partner, and really make an impact in this generation, that's my mission not so much solely focused on just spot. So in, in the world of business, it's kind of been um, a slap on my wrist because of course branding and all that mm -hmm. has been important mm -hmm. that for me, it was just a matter of how can I help? So I've lost a lot of opportunities from branding, you know, or the lack of, but because my heart was just to sit there and serve, you know, that's where we've been. So they can find us pretty much anywhere. Well, I don't want you to say lost because Everything happened for a reason. Absolutely. We sitting here together right so now true. for a reason. So true. The path was already set. Mm -hmm. From that, I want to tap into, because I know you talked a lot about this is what you meant to do, or this is what you were put on the path to do. How has your faith mm -hmm. pushed you down this path? Ooh, man, that's, that's huge, because that's the only thing that has kept me, you know? Um, my friends, um, especially my dad, which is um, my mom's husband, but um, you wouldn't know he's not my biological. So um, my dad always says I'm a fool on faith. You know, I think that this vision has, um, it, it, and it came in such an opportune time because I was going through a divorce. Mm. Um, and I really felt like, to me, marriage is so huge. And, and such a, um, a t um, uh, something to tackle in life, basically. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like if I couldn't be successful here, how can I be successful here? Now, given, obviously, over here, God has given me the vision, so I'm building and I'm being obedient. Whereas in marriage, you can't do it by yourself, you mm -hmm. know? So that's the difference there. But when the vision came for Spot, I was going through a divorce, you know? So for me, it was the worst season of my life. Mm -hmm. And here I am having the guts because I think that your destiny has to have guts. Mm. You have to have guts to fulfill your destiny, you know? And um, that in itself, I had no idea. I was just, I was saying no, Mr. Paul, while writing the vision. Mm. Um, you know, it say write the vision and make it plain. Mm -hmm. So I was saying no, but writing the vision. And to this day, I still got all my original, you know, stuff, you know, just for me. Mm -hmm. But all I knew was, the what, 
I didn't know how. And honestly, the how was none of my business. Mm -hmm. All I needed to know was what. And so as I journeyed, I didn't know what that role really looked like. So now, what, 11 years or so later, 12 years or so later, three grants in, mm. you know, so that man, I got a big meeting this week. I don't know if I could, I could put it out there, but I've been pursuing the Harvey Foundation. Mm. So I got that big meeting this week. So this has all just been straight up out of faith, you know, but I'm a firm believer and I live by this. If you want to be comfortable, you will never be successful. Mm. And if you want to be successful, you would never be comfortable. And I've lived my life in that, you know, as that, as my motto. So my faith has just gone to a whole nother level because all I had was just the guts and the ability to obey it, mm. you know? And so the world better watch out. Oh yeah, you coming. Mm -hmm. You talked about parents kind of just saying, oh, you were Miss Nina? Go ahead, do that. Mm -hmm. So you're building relationships, not, with you, not just with the kids, but with the parents. So for parents that are tuning in right now and have not yet brought their kids or their teens to you, what would you say to them to kind of put their mind at ease if they're thinking or they're kind of on the fence? So first of all, I would say as a mother four, <laughs> to you as a parent, um, I will first of all just say you can do it. You know, I know as parents, especially as single parents, whether it's girls or boys, you know, um, that's the first question that we ask is like, man, am I doing like, am I like, am I, can I do this? Am I doing all right? You know, mm -hmm. or whatever. So I just want to encourage you on that first and foremost, that you can do and you can develop this young man and young woman into who God has called for them to be. Um, but the second thing I would say to you is get out the way, you know, as a mama, particularly, we have the tendency of being the enablers to our kids. You know, I think that's why parents are so, why both parents are so needed because we both bring different things to the table. Moms are the softies, except this mama, <laughs> whereas the, the dads bring more of a stern, you know, consistency of where mama don't have the backbone almost mm. to put her foot down. So as a mother, if you are a single mama, I would say to get out your own way, meaning don't be too proud to ask for assistance. That was something that I was never too proud. You know, I got two boys, 16 and 17, and I was always open to the fact that I don't know how to raise a boy. Now I've been doing youth work for 25 years, been working with more boys, probably than a law allow, but I still understood that I could not teach these boys to be men. And so I got out of my own way. Even with my daughter, I understood that even if you didn't want to talk to me, I was gravy with that. Mm -hmm. But who are you talking to? Who are the people in your life that can speak into your life more than with your friends? Because your friends only know as much as you. Mm -hmm. So I would encourage the parent to get out your own way understand that it does take a village and understand that despite of what they won't don't want i was telling my son like i want you to have an amazing senior year but the way to do that here are the prereqs for that mm -hmm. your grades got to be on deck you know did this, this and this mm -hmm. but if you don't have this then i can't let you i mean come on so i'm okay with that even when the other parents are not operating like me 
I'm okay with that. So that's the thing that I would tell you as a parent, understand that you can do it. It's going to be okay and get out your own way and allow that village that we so desperately need and can go back to, you know, because I feel like, especially today, the law is so set up to where kids can't be really touched, mm. but they won't come and get them neither. See, all oh, that's crazy to mm. me, you know? And so I understood that because I was a product of programs like SPOT, I understood what this program did. And I'll say this in conclusion to that statement, Mr. Paul, I was at Chick-fil-A yesterday, wasn't even supposed to be at Chick-fil-A yesterday, mm -hmm. but I went to Chick-fil-A for breakfast and I remember pulling up at the window and this young girl looked familiar to me. Mm -hmm. And um, I looked at her name tag and I knew exactly who she was. And I said, hey, sweetie, she was like, oh my gosh, like I've been thinking about you for years. Mm -hmm. And she said, I cannot believe that I'm seeing you because I just, I just thought about you. Mm -hmm. And here she is, she was one of my first mentees here in Louisiana. And so probably when I met her and her brother and family, they were like, junior high but now she is uh, wow now that i'm thinking about that but she's a mother of four babies mm -hmm. you know and it was just the impact of where she says i miss you so much and i this wasn't even no baby that i just really spent time with mm -hmm. but i remember her being in this program that i worked in for a summer but i thought to myself man whatever i said whatever the impact i had the fact that she was like, I got it, like, we got to get together. When can, yeah. when can we sit, yeah. you know? Being a mother of four now herself. And so I was just like, wow. So again, I'm a firm believer that you have to be able to get out of your own way. And I wanted her and her brother to come closer to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember that. But they, you know, of course, some kids will, most won't, yeah. you know? And because, again, a book I read from say, many are called, but a few are chosen. So. Yeah. Most will, some will come, most won't. And she just wasn't the kid that wanted to come closer. Of course, you're doing all this other stuff, mm -hmm. you know, but it's never too late. And so we exchanged numbers. I'm looking forward to working with her on some stuff because I need her. She does a lot of um, praise dancing and mime dancing. We're building our praise dance team. Okay. So I forgot to mention that that's our, our fine arts, mm -hmm. you know, so our fine arts program, kids are talented. Yeah. So why not put their gifts to work? So we're building our, um, hip-hop and praise dance team so if you hip-hop you gotta praise dance yeah. now if you praise dance you ain't gotta hip-hop <laughs> but if we over here cutting up yeah jigging oh we gonna <laughs> praise dance too you know so yes our fine arts program as well good good now see you know i gotta touch on it again everything okay. happened for a reason everything you went to chick-fil-a just so you could see her you didn't know that but it just. happened and i told her i said i was like i was heading home and literally mr paul was like me go and get me treat myself to this chicken biscuit this mm -hmm. morning and it was just so divine so it's moments like that that I'm always in my heart want to be sensitive like okay and just listen again that obedience but as as a 42 year old woman I believe personally that that as a 16 year old kid listening when I didn't want to listen paying attention to where my distraction could have been in other places, mm -hmm. it really trained me to have a sensitive ear today, you know, to mm -hmm. so my heavenly mentor and not too grown for my local mentors as well. So let me touch on something that I think maybe some parents might want to say through the screen. Okay. 
when you have your kids, right, and then you notice that they're looking elsewhere for mentorship, mm-hmm. sometimes I think some parents might feel some type of way. Oh, no. Now, what would you say to those parents? Man, you must be uh, reading my mail, you know? (laughs) I had one particular parent recently. um, I had no idea. I had no idea that she felt this type of way toward me. Mm. And it was never, never no bad energy. Mm. There was never, um, it had never once crossed my mind that this is how this parent felt, you Mm -hmm. know? And she was always, and is to this day, very cordial with me and so forth, but in her heart, her baby girl has this whole other mentor. Mm -hmm. And this parent verbalized to a mutual friend that, you know, I do get a jealous of Miss Nina's relationship and such and such. Mm -hmm. And so what I would tell that parent is, can I be real? Definitely. And raw, right? I'm all, I always tell the kids, y'all know Miss Nina gonna keep it real and raw, mm-hmm. right? So what I would honestly tell that parent, and please hear my heart on this, because I'm not being, um, I don't wanna sound like I'm not sympathetic or empathetic mm-hmm. to the relationship. I got four kids and, and always a transparent moment because my grass ain't green over here like that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I got one kid right now I wish I could kill, but I go to prison for it, you know? <laughs> but um, what I will tell that parent, guess what? Honestly, get over it. Because I would much rather for my kid, like this particular kid that I'm referring to, that's my own kid. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, when I started seeing that the relationship wasn't where, guess what I started doing? Man, I started looking for all type of programs mm-hmm. because he's not talking to me. So if he's not talking to me, I cannot afford for him to only talk to his friends because they about as crazy as he is. Mm. So I got out of my own way and I started coach. It didn't matter to me if he never talked to me again, as long as you talking to somebody. And why? Because it ain't even about me. It's much bigger than me. And where I can't, I still need for my baby boy or my baby girl to make it. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's not us. For my mom, it wasn't her. I hated my mom growing up. And it wasn't until I got a personal relationship horizontally or vertically that my horizontal relationships came out right Mm -hmm. but it didn't I didn't like my mom and my mom probably felt some kind of way about my godmother but I had somebody because I was not going to my mom Mm -hmm. so do you want them talking or do you only want them talking to you Mm -hmm. is the question and and if from a parental perspective I just want them talking it don't have to be me you know? Exactly. So that's what I would say, like, and, and, and on the sympathetic side of that, because even my one that I want to strangle, I want a relationship with my baby boy. You know what I'm saying? So in that moment and in this moment, guess what I did not too long ago? I wrote a letter, you know, because, you know, even if we can't communicate, you're going to always read. And we ain't got to go back and forth when you read. Nope. You just got to read, yeah. you know? So... <laughs> I'm always interested in being better. You know, um, my personal mission statement, you know, I feel like churches got them, 
businesses got them, organizations got them. I got a personal mission statement. And then my personal mission statement, it says, a part of it says, I'm a great mother and an amazing businesswoman, and my husband absolutely adores me. So because that's my life's mission, every day I'm working on being a great mother. Mm -hmm. And so if my kids don't have a relationship with me, it ain't because I don't want it, and it ain't because I'm not actively pursuing it. So if you're that parent out there that you feel some kind of way because you don't have that relationship with your babies and your baby's got a relationship somewhere else, the only thing that I can suggest is that you do what it takes to have a better relationship with your baby. You know, and don't let your ego get in the way, because in that case, I would be going to the, the, the mentors saying like, so how is John John doing? What can I do at home? You know, you know, I'd be ready to kill John John. What can I do at home, Mr. Paul? Mm -hmm. You work with John John, you know, what can I do at home? that will help us build. See, that's just Nina though. I know everybody don't think like me, but because I'm interested in being a great mother and an amazing businesswoman, this is my mission. So I'm never okay just being okay. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like we only got one life. We ain't no cats out here, won't get nine. I get one life and my desire is to live that one life the best that I can. Yeah. And that's in all of my relationships, business, friends, my kids, all that you know, is important to me. And because of that, I work on it, you know? Nice. Where can, because you talk to emails, you talk to websites, where can these teens, these families reach out to you? So we are on social media platforms, of course, Facebook for my parents. We are The Spot, T-H-E-S-P-O-T-I-N-T-L. So The Spot, international um on facebook same tag on instagram so the spot intl on ig and you can also reach out on email which is info the spot intl at gmail and of course you can always contact us on um, phone 318-505-0586 great last thing what advice, anything, close remarks do you want to give to the audience? Um, I would honestly say, whether you are a parent, you're a kid, I'm always looking for donors that take money to do what we do. We're always looking for donors. I built this program out of my pocket. So when we got our first three grants, I didn't know how to act using other folks' money to do what I love to do. <laughs> So we're always looking for money. Um, so if you're a donor out there, this is the organization to contribute to, tax write-off. But the advice that I will give for my parents or my student out there, two things, three things I would say. Find out who you are. We know everything about everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But we know nothing about us. I, these kids can tell you, what time Beyonce kids was born, what's going on with power next season. I mean, yep. it'd be amazing to me. Mm -hmm. So know who you are, okay? If you don't know everything about Beyonce and them, I'm not knocking that, but then you ought to know just as much about you. So that's for my parents too. Because even as parents, we so distracted. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So know who you are. That's the first thing I want to give you. The second thing that I want to give you is to find you a mentor. I don't care who you are. 
You can be 88. If you know somebody that's 98, they don't live just a little bit longer than you. Find a mentor. You'd be amazed. I had a 19 year old student working at a fast food restaurant and she said something about her mentor and her manager looked and was like, you kidding me? You still got a mentor? This baby was 19 or 20. Yes, you need a mentor. Yeah. So find a mentor. I don't care how old you are. I'm never too grown. You will never hear me saying, oh, I'm grown. Because to me, with that mindset comes, you can't tell me nothing. So you never hear me saying that unless I'm joking. But find a mentor because I got a meeting with my mentor tomorrow. I have to fax him some stuff because as I'm preparing for a big mean, I need <laughs> guide me, yeah. you know? So find a mentor. And the third thing I would say is develop your plan so that your mentor can help you get there. So those are the three things that I would say. I want to thank you for coming today. Uh, it has definitely been an honor being able to have you on the show and talk about Spot International. Uh, I am definitely looking to see what's coming next because I'm, I'm ready for it. Yeah. And I'm sure the world's ready for it. Well, maybe they might not be, but they better stand they, back they, because I'm it's you, coming. It's coming, bro. It is coming. Yes, indeed. Thank you again, Ms. Nina Webster, Thank CEO, you. founder of Spot International. That will be huge coming soon. Absolutely. This is going to be the end of this episode, but we got another episode coming later. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.